Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Hey folks, we're going to be sitting in on a Dave Ramsey question from one of their listeners. Can I invest in out-of-state rental properties if I pay cash? We'll see what Dave Ramsey says, and then we'll see what your old uncle, Rich Lane, says here. Alex is with us in New York City. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Uh, just a little background. I graduated college recently. Uh, I have a full-time job going, and um, I just want to – I have minimal liabilities in the work-from-home situation, and I want to invest aggressively uh, as early as I can. And I'm interested in investing in rental properties, but as you know, real estate in this region is you know astronomical. So I was looking into um, out-of-state markets where you know my money would be served, and you know I have a better opportunity to pay all cash for these rentals. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Well, this guy's got the right idea. Invest where you where the numbers make sense, but uh, live where you want. New York is a primary market where you're not going to get the one percent rent. He's got the right idea there. I don't know what he's going to talk about buying cash. I didn't get the good idea, but let's hear him out. What do you make? Uh, seventy thousand. How old are you? Twenty-two. Okay. That's not that great of a salary. If he lives in New York, he's probably eating up a chunk of that. That's probably the equivalent of a guy making a hundred plus elsewhere. And so, how much do you have saved? You live in Manhattan. I think Dave's head was going to explode. Um, uh, I live in the New York area, not not in Manhattan. Where do you live? I live uh, in Staten Island. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to make, figure out how you're making it on seventy grand, dude. I mean, I kind of know that market. <laughs> um, so it's a good income, but it's a very expensive place to live, as you know, even Staten Island, but nowhere near like Manhattan. So, all right. Look, here, here's the problem. And I own a bunch of real estate, as you probably know, Alex, and I love real estate, as you probably know. And I've had really bad experiences without a, with rental properties that I cannot lay my hands on. I need to be able to drive mm-hmm. by them, look at them, and even if someone else is running them for me, I, I they, they, you just make better decisions if they're within, you know, shooting distance. So I kind of disagree here. You got to invest where the numbers make sense so you can pay professionals to do this. And I think I know where Dave comes from. A lot of advice, he's talking to the masses and when the masses, 90% of people shouldn't own rental properties because they don't, they lack the project management skills, the people skills to do due diligence on vendors such as property managers, brokers, lenders. And he's just trying to look out for the average Joe out there and the average Joe should not buy rental properties. But if I'm reading between the lines here, this guy, 22 years old, he's got an okay salary. He's saved. 40 grand plus and that's telling me that this guy is he's not an idiot and maybe just hearing him talk here I, I think the guy can do it if he comes to simplepassacashflow.com he, he downloads the uh, free guide at simplepassacashflow.com slash turnkey gets educated hooks up with the right people i think that's where a lot of people they get bogged down is like who i work with well certainly not going to go find somebody off yelp.com or something like that but get set up with the good people and then you know Tread lightly from there and do your diligence with people to help you out. Here, where you can get to them. Um, it, right. it, it just sets you up for a problem. And if, if you have a rental property that goes bad, it could set you mm-hmm. back more than than three of them going good could set you forward. He's exactly right. I One out of three evictions will end up in like a big catastrophe of a five to $20,000 repair bill when your tenant jacks it up for you. And you can look else in my YouTube channel for the uh, the walkthrough of the scary scenes, as you see just dollars all over the place. 
But again, I think and my thing is like, this guy's in a hard spot. What is he going to do? Save this way to a million dollars? It's taken him this long to get 40 grand. He needs to get his money into something that grows money four ways. Tax benefits, mortgage pay down, appreciation, and the cash flow. Real estate requires, it's got a hassle factor to it as an investment. It requires involvement. He's basically saying you guys are an idiot. You guys don't have the aptitude to do this. And I do agree with him. Most people don't. But I feel like those people, if you can save 40 grand a year or two out of college, you're, I'm showing some sides of intelligent life there. And there's a possibility to just educate yourself. And uh, no, you cannot just stand back and watch someone else run it and it all work out. Uh, it just, I mean, you, you can have a property manager and there are some good property managers. But no one manages your stuff like you do. So you've got to look over the shoulder of the property manager to be sure that things are being done right and go, how much did we pay for that hot water heater? And that's where you just have to be a good project manager, right? You trust but verify when invoices come in. You ask yourself, was this the best pricing? And yes, the property managers are typically going to get higher level vendors that are more expensive, but they're paying for reliability. This is where you may want to get involved if you really want to pinch pennies. This is where you want to go into a cash flowing property. Once again, download my free analyzer, simplepassivecashflow.com slash analyzer. Make sure you have a healthy buffer in there so you can pay a little bit extra to fix things up. But yeah, he's right. The property, getting the right property manager is a big deal. And that's one of the big hurdles, which you should put focus to finding the right one. But once you find the right one, you should be set. And when that's three, four hours away from you or eight hours away from you or something, that just becomes very tenuous and it sets you up for a high potential to have a bad experience in real estate rather than a good one. So I would tell you not to do that. I would tell you instead, let's just pile up our money and, and let's see where your career takes you and see where you end up landing and let's just start invest. I would just use mutual funds at your age to begin to build it up. You don't have enough to buy it anyway today, so it doesn't matter. It's all theory. At this point. I was kind of waiting for what Dave was going to say in terms of like, all right, what, what the hell should he do then? Invest in the stock market, mutual funds, where he's only going to get maybe 5 to 10% there without the tax benefits. Yeah, rental properties, they can be an issue. And I think this is why most accredited investors move to private placements and syndications because they're stronger deals. But you have to get your net worth out of the mud first, get it going. And it is some risk, but I think if you buy more properties, you can mitigate the risk by just sheer volume. And then the, the landmines that you do step on, it's a setback, but the greater good of the rental property making money for ways for you. You guys can check out an old video at simplepassivecashflow.com slash returns, but I do the whiteboard math on how you're making money for ways, mortgage paid down, cash flow, appreciation, tax benefits, and you're making money like 20, 30% at least a year. And this is where early on I discovered the power of real estate. Why the heck would I want to put my money in fee-laden products, retail investments that kind of rob the middle-class American of their retirement in something like a mutual fund that gets me 8 to 10% invest or where I can make 20 to 30% returns. He says, Dave's telling this guy, just play it the safe way. But I'm saying like the safe way is going to take him freaking forever to get there. Maybe this guy can only save 30, 20, 30 grand a year. This is going to take him forever to get out of quarter million to half a million dollars net worth. If he gets a rental property this year, maybe he can get two with 40, 50 grand. You know, that now he's putting an extra three to $5,000 in his pocket every year. And after a couple of years, he's definitely buying one or two every year and just keeps steamrolling. And more importantly, you start to build up your social capital of other peer investors to get better people to work with. 
it all up levels and it doesn't get moving until you actually buy that first property, even though it's a gamble. But look, financial freedom is not for everybody. And this is your rich uncle kind of being a jerk and saying, look, if everybody did what I'm saying to do, buy a handful of rentals as quickly as you can right after college, you'll be out of the rat race before your mid thirties, late forties. And it's just math. Do the math for yourself. The numbers doesn't lie. But if you want to be like everybody else and play it the safe way and invest in mutual funds, do all the traditional stuff, then you're going to work for 40, 50 years. We know that without a doubt what's going to happen. The only trouble I have here, if it was my nephew or, or niece of this person calling in, I will give Dave a little bit of respect there saying that it is a crapshoot in the beginning. That's why you need to have cash reserves. So in case somebody steals your HVAC or somebody does trash your house, you can pay it. And hopefully you don't hit, get hit by the whammy a couple times in a row. Um, don't ask your rich uncle for money at that point if you haven't liked the button down there. Just kidding. But this is where it's a little bit of a gamble. But you can see after you start to acquire two or three properties or more, you can sustain these unforeseen conditions that pop up here or there. And you'll be off and rolling. At the end of the day, sophisticated investors look at the impact on net worth. Sure, you're taking on a little bit more risk. Maybe you're not. Maybe it's a hell of a lot more risky to keep your money in that Wall Street Ponzi game. I'm not here to argue. But if you keep buying more and more properties, you can start to build up that cash buffer and then you're more and you can sustain a big mishap if it does happen. And then you get your net worth going. And that's really what we're talking about here. And this is the hardest part. This is why we made this Rich Uncle channel is because you guys are the ones out there that have it the hardest. For a lot of my high net worth clients, it's easy for them to try it out, buy a rental property or go into a syndication at $50,000, a piece. You're not there yet. It's easy for them. This is the hardest part. This is getting your net worth off the ground. It's going to be the hardest to get your net worth from zero to 100000 than it is from $1 million to $5 million. But if you guys want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll see you guys next time. Rich Uncle out. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.